0: Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media, to make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, did not promise us an easy life. But he told us that there is a cross we will carry. And he made this cross a requirement of our discipleship. He told us clearly, if you want to be my disciple, deny yourself and carry your cross. He told us also, that the gate is narrow, and the road is difficult. But in spite of all this, He told us that I will be with you. I will never forsake you. I will never leave you. So in the middle of suffering, and in the middle of the persecution, God is with us, who will comfort us, and who will give us courage and patience to be able to endure. All this suffering is here on Earth, but it will turn into eternal life. And in eternal life, if we compare the joy that we will receive in the eternal life with the suffering that we may suffer here on Earth, there is no comparison. The suffering is for a very short time, our life here on Earth, but the joy is eternal. The persecution in the early centuries and until now is in the form of killing, torturing people, imprisoning them. As the Lord told to them, they will lay their hands on you, arrest you, persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, you will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. That is a type of persecution. But there is another type of persecution that we are facing right now here in the West. This persecution that you don't have freedom to defend the biblical principles or to fight for the biblical morals. For example, children now are taught in the schools about homosexuality. And about transgenderism and they try to normalize this to them to make it seem normal for them even in the cartoon in the children in kindergarten and in preschools they try to actually give them these ideas subtly in order to brainwash them and when you go and say that's wrong don't expose our children to this you will be actually described as intolerant and you don't have love and you are speaking a hate speech. So this is a type of persecution that we are suffering right now. But we need actually to be strong and we should not let these morals, the corrupted morals of the current uh, culture to affect us or to make us try to be politically correct. That's why when the Lord told them, you will be persecuted, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, you will be brought before kings and rulers, for my name's sake, listen to the next verse, he told them, but it will turn out for you, as an occasion for testimony. What does it mean? When actually they persecuted the martyrs, It was an occasion for testimony by saying, no, we cannot worship except the Lord Jesus Christ. We cannot offer incense to the idols. Our Lord and our God is Jesus Christ. This is a testimony. And the highest form of testimony is the person to be martyr. The word martyr means to testify. That is the word martyrs, it's a testimony. So our fathers actually were killed to defend the faith. And not only in the early centuries, until our time, all of you heard about the martyrs of Libya, and how they shed their blood, and it was a testimony to the whole world. What they preached to the whole world is more than any preacher or any evangelist is doing their voice went through the whole earth people now in the whole earth they want to receive their blessing when Pope Tawadros a few weeks ago visited Rome Pope Francis asked for part of the relics to be in in Vatican and he said he will consecrate an altar and a church in the names of the martyrs of Libya and they canonized them in the Catholic Church and they are, are added in their synaxelium. So this time of persecution turned it into a testimony, into a witness, They witness to the whole world with their blood. Now, when actually they try to force us to accept the morals of the world, the standards of the world, about homosexuality, about transgenderism, about divorce, about abortion, all these things. It's a time for testimony. It's a time for us to be strong. It's a time for us to defend our faith. And we should not be dismayed. We should not be afraid. Because, you know, this time is a time in which we defend our faith and testify to God. How are you going to answer? How are you going to respond during this time? The Lord assured us, therefore, settle it in your hearts, not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. So God promised us during this time, he will give us mouth and wisdom. No one can contradict or resist. Speaking about the martyrs of Libya, they did not graduate from theological schools. They were not theologians, but they have strong faith. And I'm sure when they questioned them, they answered in a very strong way that no one was able to contradict or resist. So don't worry, I'm not belittling the importance of studying and knowing how to defend your faith. I'm not belittling this. But what I'm saying, during this time when people start to question us about our faith or about the biblical principles the Holy Spirit will give you at this moment what you should say On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit descended on the disciples like tongues of fire and the people when they saw them speaking in tongues definitely this was something new, it was never heard that people are speaking in different languages so some people said they are drunk so St. Peter and St. Peter was not a theologian or a philosopher like St. Paul St. Peter was a fisherman very simple, very humble person but at that time the Holy Spirit spoke in his mouth and he gave a speech in Acts chapter 2 and it was so strong nobody contradicted nobody resisted but rather 3,000 persons believed on that day and were baptized. That is the promise of God. I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. Then the Lord told us, and sometimes actually during the time of persecution, unfortunately, the house can be divided. For example, some people believed in Christ, but some other people from their families were idol worshippers. So there was actually contradiction and conflict within the family because those who worshipped the idol delivered their children or their brothers or their sisters to death. In the church history, we have so many stories how. Within the same family there was a conflict between people who believed in Christ and people who did not believe in Christ. That's why the Lord told us you will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, relatives and friends. And they will put some of you to death and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. And right now I see this also happening. Some Jews they say, I'm atheist, or I'm agnostic. And he's turning against his parent, or turning against his siblings. And you can see the conflict that Satan is actually causing in the middle of the family. Yes, our heart will be broken when we see how the family is divided against each other. But the Lord told us beforehand, this can happen. But we have responsibility to raise our children in faith. I'm speaking especially to those who still have younger children. I-, I am telling you, the corruption in the world is so strong, so strong. You need to raise your children in the fear of God. You need to be watchful, what they watch, what they see, the games, the cartoons. Everything now actually is corrupted. So you need to be watchful in order to avoid that in the family there will be a conflict In the family people will tell you, I am atheist, or I am a gay, or I am not a boy, I am a girl All these things that can happen within our families So we need to be strong in our faith and raise our children in the fear of God Now when I baptize a child, I say to his parents You need actually to make effort in raising this child 10 times what actually other parents did 10 years ago. Because the corruption around us is so strong. And they actually teach it to our children in a very subtle way. We need to be very, very careful around our children. But the Lord told us, don't be afraid. He is in control. The word pantocrator means pan all. Tocrator control. So he is in control. Sometimes they translate pantocrator almighty. But almighty is not the accurate translation because almighty means all powerful, all might. But pantocrator, the accurate translation, he is the controller. He, he control everything, everything under his control That's why he told us, but not a hair of your head shall be lost Not one single hair will fall down without permission from him So my life is not in the hands of people, my life is the hand of God Even one single hair will not fall down without his permission When King Saul was chasing David to kill him David said, if God give King Saul a permission to kill me, let him accept me as a sacrifice And if he did not give him permission to kill me he cannot kill me. And what happened? A king with an army was chasing one person, David and he could not kill him. God protected David And at the end, King Saul was killed And and David survived him And he became the king of Israel Don't be afraid We have a mighty God And nothing will happen to us Without his permission If he allowed us To be tortured Or even to be killed Then we offer our life As a sacrifice of love for him And if he Allowed us to be protected and to survive then let his will be done. St. Paul when he was in the prison, he sent a letter to the Philippians chapter 1, you can read this he told them, I am hard depressed between two options if God asked him what are the two options one option to be killed and to go to heaven and the other option to be released from prison to ministry, so think about it if any one of us have these two options, what would you choose St. Paul said, I don't know what to choose because I have a desire to depart and to be with Christ in paradise, this is far better, so he has desire to be killed and to depart and to be with Christ, this is far better, but also he felt he has responsibility toward his children, toward the ministry. So I still, I did not fulfill my responsibility toward my, my people. So he said, I don't know what should I choose to go to heaven or to be released and continue my ministry. But God revealed to him that since his role did not finish, he will be released. And he was released and completed his ministry. But at the end, what happened to him? He was also martyred. He was also killed. So he was not killed at the time when he said, I'm hard pressed between two options. But at the end of his life, he accepted martyrdom for the name of Christ. So the Lord assured us that our life is in his hand. Not in the hand of our adversaries, no. God is our Father, and He is in control. He is the Pantocrator. Then the last verse in the Gospel of today, He told us, what do we need? When we know about the persecution, when we know about the cross, when we know about all the challenges that are facing us, what do we need? We need patience. Patience. That's why He said, By your patience, possess your souls. By your patience, possess your souls. Many times we need God to act quickly. Why God is patient with the terrorists or the persecutors? Why God did not revenge our blood? And why God did not revenge the martyrs and end this persecution? Even the souls in heaven, St. John in the book of Revelation, He said, I saw the souls of the martyrs said to God, Until when you righteous and holy God don't avenge our blood for them, those who are in earth. So sometimes we need to see a quick and immediate response from God. But even for the souls in heaven, they were told to rest and wait until our, their brethren on earth will be completed so we need patience sometimes when we see the evil is growing the corruption is growing the persecution is growing against christianity we 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 feel why god is waiting why he is waiting for why he doesn't intervene right now why he doesn't change everything there is in theology a term called fullness of time fullness of time we need to be patient until In the right time, according to to the economy of God, God will do things in the right way, in the right time. So we, we should not question God about the time. But we need to be patient. We need to be patient. And in the right time, God actually will do the right thing. That's why if you want to possess your soul, if you want to gain your soul, if you want to win your soul to eternal life, Just be patient. This is the message of today, from the Gospel of today. How we should expect persecution and suffering, but we should not worry because God is with us. He promised us, don't be afraid. I will never leave you or forsake you. And don't be afraid because God will speak on your mouth. Don't be afraid because one hair will not fall down without his permission. We need to endure the suffering joyfully, turn this to testimony, and we need to be patient until God fulfill His will in the right time. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God,